kind of horny, want to hear a story What's going on? Hey there, Betty, looking kind of sweaty Are you ready for what's coming next? Is it love or lust? Is it love Love and Lust, episode 12, This is the End, was written by Stephanie Kazows and voiced by Marie Babic, Duchess, Ian McGowan, Ian Tucker, John Venagoni, and Liz Urkel. The main theme was composed and sang by Farty Marty, and additional music was provided by Ian McGowan. Love and Lust is brought to you by Calamity Cast, online at calamitycast.com, produced by Daniel Williams and Liz Urkel, and co-created by Stephanie Kazows, Duchess, and Liz Urkel. Sorry, I couldn't leave St. Louis without having one more dozen World's Fair donuts. I can understand that. Jack's stomach turmoil mirrored his mental and emotional state. Not only was Maggie leaving, but Jack was driving her away. Every few minutes, he contemplated turning the car around and taking her home. He was being selfish, but dang it, Maggie was the best thing to happen to him in a while. I wonder what my new donut place will be. Or new pizza place. Or new... God, I think I'm going to be sick. Maggie wasn't ready for this. She was excited to start a new leg of her career, but everything she knew was in St. Louis. She'd lived there almost her entire life. Now add on Jack, and her reasons for leaving didn't seem so attractive. Mags, it's gonna be okay. You'll settle into your neighborhood, find the best worst pizza, stuff I would never eat if you didn't force me, and you'll find your new everything else. Just remember why you're doing this. Out of the corner of his eye, Jack watched Maggie nod. Her gaze stayed locked on the passing farmland. She was spiraling, and he needed to stop her from going too far. Do you think Evie and Mark will be there when we get there? I still can't believe you let them drive the U-Haul. <laughs> probably not. Knowing them, they probably have stopped at every world's best whatever on the way. If they get there tonight, it will be a miracle. I still can't believe I walked in on them. Not gonna lie, I'm glad you're not living there. I couldn't eat anything from that kitchen after what I saw. It's clear you live alone. And now you know exactly why I live alone. I can only imagine the horrors John Dog would see if I had let Mark move him with me. The smile on Maggie's face warmed Jack's heart. He was going to miss being the one to do that. Over the past few weeks, they had spent every day together. It was like the impending move was the glue that kept them together. Poor John Dog. The horrors we've put him through. There's nothing wrong with a child seeing his father in a loving relationship. But what I saw in that kitchen was, it was a... What a goober. Maggie was glad to have these final five hours with Jack. She racked her brain for things to say. She wanted to get as much of him as she could before he was gone and she was alone. Maggie grabbed Jack's free hand and exhaled. Jack tried to focus on the boring highway ahead, but the warmth of Maggie's hand, the smell of her lotion, the small flashes of blue out of the corner of his eye kept drawing his attention to Maggie. They drove in silence for about an hour until Maggie shot up in her seat. Thanksgiving! I'll be home at Thanksgiving! (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. So, what's our plan for Thanksgiving? This was dangerous territory. An unspoken deal had been struck, and the couple hadn't discussed the future past Jack leaving Chicago. Maggie felt a little nauseous waiting for Jack to respond. Holy moly! Maggie was talking about the future. Jack held back a smile. No need to show his hand. Well, I would love it if you came to my mom's for dinner. I mean, if you want. How was he being so nonchalant? Maggie could feel her heart in her throat, and here he was, cool as a cucumber, inviting her to meet his family. I could do that. Maybe you could come to my family's the next day for leftovers. Houston, we have a commitment. Jack positively glowed. Commitment-phobe Maggie was not only making plans a couple months in advance, she was inviting him to meet her mysterious family. I'd love that. Great. The couple lapsed into a comfortable silence until an hour or so outside of Chicago. 
When Jack got back in the car after getting gas, he looked a little worried. Hey, what's up? Uh... Jack really didn't want to tell her that Mark and Evie had gotten a flat, or that they wouldn't have her stuff to her house until tomorrow morning because they had to wait for the company to send help. Jack knew he shouldn't have been so confident with how smoothly the day had been going. Is it John Dog? Or Mark? Or John Twin? Mark just called me. They apparently got a flat and won't get to your place until tomorrow morning. Well, shit. Do you want to get a hotel? Maggie was very tempted to say yes, but she wanted to spend the first night in her apartment with Jack. He absolutely had to head home tomorrow night, so this flat tire was ruining everything. Maggie scanned the back seat and an idea popped in her head. Nope, me and you are camping out in my new empty apartment. We're breaking that sucker right in. If that's what you want. Jack did not love the idea of sleeping on hardwood floors, but he did love the idea of christening Maggie's new apartment. In his mind, it would be like a ward against future boyfriends. Oh God, why did he think of future boyfriends? It really is. They made it to Maggie's new place in the late afternoon. Miraculously, the internet guy was there on time and all the utilities were turned on. The moving gods were clearly smiling down on Maggie. Well, we've done just about everything we can do. How about some dinner? Hmm, how about Indian? Sounds great. The duo scrolled through Yelp reviews until they landed on a restaurant not too far away that delivered. Done. A feast will be here in 35 to 45 minutes. Excellent. I hope this place is good. It'll be nice for us to get a food win right off the bat. Want to watch the next episode of Terrace House while we wait? Sure, I guess I can't hold out forever. I can't believe we burned through all those new episodes. We're monsters. Absolutely. Jack got comfortable on the pile of blankets and pillows that Maggie had smartly packed in the car. She had even lit some candles in the darkening bedroom since there was no overhead light and her lamps were still in the stranded U-Haul. They had a little oasis to themselves. Maggie snuggled into Jack's side and tried to pay attention to the roommate drama. The thud of his heart against her ear washed away the stress of the day and she felt her body relax. listeners are you into alpha males badass leading ladies and happily ever afters then check out another great calamity cast podcast dick of the week where i chat with my other two co-hosts about everything we love and sometimes hate about both writing and reading romance novels so grab a glass of wine get comfortable and let's get down and dirty about romance find it on calamitycast.com or wherever you find your podcast Jiminy Christmas! Startled awake, Jack navigated the dark apartment to the front door. Hey, sorry about that. No problem. I need you to sign here. Maggie awoke to the beautiful smell of curry, and Jack organizing the containers from what she liked to what he liked at the edge of their blanket pile. Man, I can't believe we fell asleep. Speak for yourself, Snorzilla. Maggie blushed and smacked his arm. She always contended she didn't snore, but she was like a chainsaw at a lumberjack competition. Shut up and hand me a fork. The food was spectacular. The dimly lit room lent itself to exactly the feel Maggie wanted for their last night together. I think we found a contender for your go-to Indian place. This is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. At Maggie's lack of response, Jack looked away from his takeout container. Maggie was looking at him with her head cocked to the side. A soft smile played at her lips. and God, did he want to kiss her. I love you, Jack. I love you, Megs. Maggie put her food down and crawled over to Jack. Straddling his lap, she took his face in her hands. I'm so glad I met you. I'm so glad you kept trying. I'm so glad you somehow love me. You are the hardest part of this move. Damn, who was this woman? The pure honesty and love in Maggie's big brown eyes made Jack's heart race. This is what he'd been waiting for. It was clear now what he had to do. 
Maggie was about to continue her off-the-cuff love declaration when Jack kissed the bejesus out of her. I love you so much, Maggie. You don't even... Maggie's command of her tongue was a thing of beauty. Jack was happy to never speak again if it meant she would kiss him like that forever. Making quick work of her shirt, Jack pulled back to take a look at the woman who had him completely tied up and twisted. His eyes greedily memorized every curve and dip. He knew this would have to last him until they were together again. You're looking a little overdressed, sir. Like every time that Jack took his shirt off, Maggie was shook. He was a specimen of male perfection. Jack's cheeks were flushed as they stared at each other, just waiting for one of them to break the standoff. Maggie wanted this to last all night. Jack was afraid to move. He knew as soon as they started, he would never want to stop. Saying goodbye, even if only for a brief time, was too much for him. He needed her in his life every day. That much was clear. As always, Maggie made the decision for them by pushing him onto his back. How are you so damn perfect, Jack? Uh, CrossFit? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Maggie's fingers trailed down Jack's toned chest. She felt his abs contract under her touch as she made her way to his pants. A small groan from him had Maggie biting her lip to hold back a laugh. Maggie's touch was something Jack would never get used to. It was like she knew exactly how to touch him to leave him completely unhinged. Not wanting to be outdone, Jack's palms grazed her smooth skin, sliding up to cup her breast. Goosebumps broke out all over her body, and she shut her eyes. He felt her hands tremble at the band of his jeans. Jack. <sighs> Tell me what you want, Maggie. Him. Always him. She would never want anyone as much as she wanted Jack. Maggie wanted to keep him with her forever, but knew it was too soon to ask him to move for her. That's what crazy people do, move in so soon, right? No matter what, Maggie was going to be honest with Jack. You, Jack. I want you. You have me, Maggie. The smile on Jack's face made the warmth in Maggie's chest spread. Snapping back to the situation at hand, Maggie unbuttoned Jack's pants. Jack eased up to help Maggie slide down his jeans and boxers, his own hands tugging at her shorts in a universal sign of remove, please. Taking pity on the poor man, Maggie shimmied out of her shorts and underwear and slid her bra off. Neither seemed to be in any hurry. Jack's eyes zeroed in on the new shape Maggie had waxed into her nether hair. Is that a heart? Yeah. Thought it'd be cute or something. Jack smiled at Maggie while a finger gently traced the shape. It took every ounce of self-control to stay put and not squirm away. It is. It definitely is. Jack pushed up, unseating Maggie. Gently, he laid her on her back. Starting from her lips, he kissed nearly every inch of her. When he reached her rosy pebbled nipples, he spent extra time loving each with his tongue, his hand warming the one neglected by his mouth. Jack! Jack's teeth gently nipped and pulled, causing Maggie to bow off the ground. She felt his lips pull into a smile against her hot skin, but she didn't care. He deserved to feel smug. Maggie's thighs quivered around Jack as his tongue blazed a trail down to her secret heart. Fire lapped her blood as he traced the hairline and finally circled her clit. But just as soon as he was there, he was gone. Cold air kissed her hot core and her eyes flew open. I swear to God, Jack. You should see yourself, Maggie. So fucking beautiful. And she was. Her eyes wild with passion, her cheeks flushed, red splotches where his mouth had marked her as his, and her crazy hair spread out around her like a punk angel halo. She was a fucking vision. This was the image he wanted to remember on those nights he missed her the most. With one more look, he lowered himself back down, a slow and deliberate torture of Maggie. 
His tongue moved up, swirling, and then pressing against her foot. Her body moved to meet his mouth, Maggie's fingers gripping his hair as if to ensure he stayed put until she was satisfied. She never had to worry about that. He would live between her legs if he could. Fuck, Jack. Yes, right there. Jack's tongue pressed firmly against her as two fingers slid past her folds, and Maggie came in a Fourth of July style of fireworks. Jack didn't let up until Maggie finally became too sensitive for his diligent attentions. Now you're just stickling. Come here. Jack laid back, pulling Maggie back on top of him. His hand grabbed for his jeans, and he pulled a condom out of his back pocket. Maggie took it from him and rolled it on him. His cock twitched at her contact, and a big smile lit up her sated face. Slowly, Maggie eased down on Jack, inch by excited inch, until she had fully enveloped him. When she leaned forward and kissed him, she squeezed him, nearly setting him off before they even got started. She began to grind against him, her lips hovering above his. Love you. Me too. Me too. The way Jack filled her was amazing, and soon she was moving up and down on him. His fingers dug into her ass, but he didn't dictate pace. He left it up to her. The plan was to take it slow, to make this last, but Maggie couldn't help herself. Eventually, her movements became erratic and fast. Jack's hips thrusted up to meet hers, and soon they were both falling over the edge in a chorus of moans. Never get tired of that. How could you? We're champ. Maggie held her hand up for a high five, and Jack slapped her hand, laughing. Sex high fives. We are truly living our best lives. Maggie fell asleep, but Jack laid there holding her. Five hours. She would be so far away. His head told him it was stupid to hold on when she would have so many opportunities to upgrade and move on. But his heart? Well, that idiot was picking out kids' names and how many dogs they should have. With his mind in chaos, Jack eventually passed out. It's morning. Come answer the door. Go away. I don't want to. Jack, we brought coffee, donuts, and fruit. Open up, bro. Coming. I bet they did. Ah. Fuck you. You guys look like you had a good night. And you look like a million bucks. Give me my damn coffee. Maggie couldn't help but smile. Throughout the night, she and Jack had made love about four times. She was tired and sore, but not ready to let him go. While Maggie and Evie tucked into the donuts and coffee, Mark handed Jack a fruit parfait and motioned towards the kitchen. How you doing, bud? How was he doing? Terrible. And great at the same time. The woman he loved loved him, seemingly just as much. But now they had to be apart for at least a few months, if not forever. I've been worse. But I've been better. Listen, once we get all this shit from the U-Haul, I'll take Evie out and give you guys some time before we gotta head out. I figure Evie's staying the whole week. No need for you to share your last minutes, right? Jack was a little shocked. Mark was usually the friend to give him shit. The more Jack thought about it, the more he realized Mark was always just trying to help. Dang, Jack was lucky to have him. Thanks, man. I really appreciate it. So, you want me gone as soon as the last box passes the threshold, huh? Yup. Done! The group worked quickly to unload all of Maggie's earthly possessions. Well, except when Mark and Evie went missing for about 20 minutes, Jack had the privilege of finding them bent over some boxes in the truck. Hey there, listeners! Are you into alpha males, badass leading ladies, and happily ever afters? Then check out another great Calamity Cast podcast, Dick of the Week, where I chat with my other two co-hosts about everything we love and sometimes hate about both writing and reading romance novels. So grab a glass of wine, get comfortable, and let's get down and dirty about romance. Find it on CalamityCast.com or wherever you find your podcast. 
Evie and I are gonna go grab a quick snack, but we need to head out in the next half hour, Jack. Got it. Jack watched their friends leave and sat down next to Maggie on the couch. They gone? Yep. Thank God, I need one last snuggle before you go. Jack sighed contently as Maggie wormed her way under his arm and against his side. It's so quiet. Mm-hmm. I'm going to miss this. What? Just sitting with you. You're a great sitter-with guy. <laughs> Thanks, but I'd be nothing without my sitter-with gal. Okay, well, you've officially grossed me out. Silence fell over them as they just held each other. Maggie shut her eyes, willing time to stand still. She wasn't ready to give him up just yet. Maybe not ever. She knew he loved her, but she was in this deep, maddening love with him. This was more than she'd ever felt before. The words asking him to stay sat on the tip of her tongue. She was ready for forever with him. If only she realized he felt the same way. Hey there, lonely, feeling kind of horny, want to hear a story. What's going on? Hey there, Betty, looking kind of sweaty. Are you ready for what's coming next? Is it love or lust? Is it love, this emotion that I'm feeling sometimes? Is it love or lust? I don't know, but I'm just here looking for a good time. Hey, everybody, it's Liz. On behalf of Stephanie, Duchess, and I, I just want to thank you for joining us for Season 1 of Love and Lust. A big shout-out to all of our voice actors and everyone who helped along the way. We'll be back with more great romance novel stories eventually, so keep an eye out for information at CalamityCast.com and on our social media. See you later. This has been a CalamityCast production. For more content, visit CalamityCast.com and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.